0: Oh, there's so many good little details today, aren't there? From that first hymn where Pastor Eric and I were up here getting shaken by the organ sounds, and all these kids excited for the day, and what's still to come for us. Let me pray for us as we start. Loving God, we give you thanks this day for your word to us in Scripture. May it be opened that we would have ears to hear and let our lives be led by the words that you speak to us this day. We pray it in Christ Jesus, amen. Our second scripture reading today is from Matthew chapter 13, verses 51 to 53. Listen for God's word to you. Jesus said, have you understood all of this? And they answered, yes. So he he said to them, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. When Jesus had finished these parables, he left that place. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning to you all once again on this Reformation Sunday. It's so good to be together. Uh, I want to say hi to those watching at home online and those who will be listening to this later on, but especially as well to you who are here in person today. I know it's Halloween and the kids are excited, but it's also Reformation Sunday, right? And we're going to do it. Um, So as you know, I got in just late last night from uh, this trip to the East Coast this week for the memorial service for my grandma, Ruth. And I want to say thank you uh, to all of you for your care and love for our family uh, in these days um, for reaching out and just caring about us. On Thursday, after services were done back in Philadelphia, uh, we went back to my grandmother's apartment. And uh, it was my whole extended family with aunts and uncles, cousins, Um, And most of my immediate family. And we did what uh, families do in a time like that. We told stories, we looked at pictures, we cried a little, but we laughed a lot. And there at the end of life, there's always uh, a lot of accumulated stuff to deal with. Do you know this? Um, And my my dad and his siblings have a lot of work still to do to deal with all those things. My sisters and cousins and aunts went back into my grandma's back room and into her closet and started looking through it to see what treasures they might find. And uh, my sister Sarah found this one blouse. I'll show it to you. It's a kind that um, my grandma used to wear out to lunch with ladies. And I don't know when she's going to wear it, but my sister took it home. So that's kind of nice. And then for some reason, people gave me this hat to wear. They said that it had my name on it. Um, Going through closets or rooms of a beloved one like that, it's like opening up a treasure chest, the kind of treasure chest or storeroom that Jesus was talking about in our parable today. We're in a series of parables where we are seeking to understand a little bit more of what God's kingdom is like. And Jesus gave all these stories and images and pictures of what God's kingdom was all about. And this is the one for today. He says... Anyone who has been trained for the kingdom of God, anyone who has eyes of faith to see or ears to hear is like a member of the family who goes into their grandma's closet and pulls out old clothes. Some are vintage, some are retro, some are surprisingly hip. Well, he didn't put it that way, I guess, exactly. Jesus said this, it's like a household, an owner of a household who opens a treasure chest and pulls out the treasures, both the new and the old, the old and the new, together. The word for this treasure chest that's used in the Greek language of the New Testament is thesaurus, where we get our English word thesaurus from. It's a storehouse or a storeroom or a treasure chest of synonyms and important words. What do you think would be in a treasure chest the kind that Jesus was talking about today? What kinds of good things would be there, old, what kinds of good things would be there that are new? When we read this story closely, we see that Jesus is talking about anyone who has been trained as a scribe. He uses the word scribe. And a scribe is a person who could read and tell what the scriptures said. So the first meaning of the text is this, the first level of meaning. The treasure is God's word to us in the scripture. And we, and we hold on to it or we have it when we're able to read it or hear it, or come to understand it. This is Reformation Sunday, and one of the most important things that happened 500 years ago was that the Reformers said individual Christians, people like us, should be able to read the Bible. We should be able to open up God's Word, this treasure trove, and see it for ourselves, and ask the questions that we have, and interpret it for our own lives. That's why Martin Luther translated the Bible from Hebrew and Greek into German, the vernacular of the time, so that anybody could read it. This is why John Calvin in Geneva emphasized education and the importance of teaching literacy so that each person could hold the Bible in their hand and read it for themselves. Maybe this is why last week we gave our third graders their Bibles up here in the front just a gift from their church, because we know that as they grow up in their faith, this God's Word will carry them along. It's a treasure trove. This month, as a church, we've been trying to read Scripture together. We've been reading from the book of Proverbs, and um, we've been reading one proverb a day. There's 31 Proverbs in the Bible. There's 31 days in September. It works. Some of you started the journey, some of you didn't finish the journey, that's okay. But today's scripture reading, today's uh, Proverb chapter 31, there's a verse that says this. I was reading it in my Bible, it says this. A capable wife, who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. And in my Bible, I had a little note in the margin, I don't know when it was from, and it said this, I found one of these, Lisa, greatest wife, more than I would have known, I don't know when I wrote that, but it's true today too, okay? I don't know when I made that little note, but it's clear that on the day that I did, God's word was speaking to me. Now, not every part of scripture, not every story, not every lesson, not every verse will hit us or speak to us or be important to us all the time in all the ways that it might to someone else. But there's a way that scripture works where the more you read it and come to know it, it can help us uh, appreciate the people in our lives. It can give us a sense of how we're meant to live. So I want to speak to some of you who are here today who are a little frustrated with those proverbs this month because some of them were a bit patriarchal or confusing or repetitive or something you don't understand. Someone's giving me a, a thumbs up here in the front. Um scriptures like this. You can't eat everything all at once. you got to eat it in bite-sized portions. Little by little, we take in God's word, and it's not always just the thing we need to hear, but sometimes it is. God's faithful that way. When we read Scripture together as a whole church or in small groups or even individually on our own at home, we're seeking something from God that is stronger than us, older than us, and bigger than us. Our Christian faith points us, orients us, towards something that is more than just the work of our own hands, more than just what we have crafted in our own image or by our own doing or, as Pastor Erica said earlier, by our own righteousness, which just falls short. We can't hold the whole load. And our faith tradition is the kind of container that's sturdy enough to hold us. You know, the scripture, this treasure trove we're talking about today, is the place where it says, love your neighbor as yourself. The scripture, this treasure trove, is a place where we're told that our God is a very present help in time of trouble, therefore we will not fear. Our scripture is a place where we are reminded, if God is for us, who could be against us? We need this old, historic, long-standing sturdy faith of our foremothers and forefathers those who went before us we need that because there's value in hearing again about god's truth which is so strong and sure even across generations but here's the thing we can't just have old treasures we can't just have old treasures god's word god's gift our faith needs to be made new and real for us today. There's a, a family in the church here who, um, they, they have a couple of boys and they wanted their kids to grow up hearing God's word and, and learning the message of it, but they were having a hard time, you know, when you open up the big old Bible. And so they went online and they ordered a Lego Bible. Have you heard about the Lego Bible? Yeah, I'll show you a picture of it. The whole Bible in Lego form. It's like a, it's like a, um, a comic book, which is told through Lego images and I have one of these in my office. No, the Last Supper in Lego. I have one of these in my, in my office. I love it. And I keep hearing from this mother the way that her boys look forward to reading that book. It's the old stories of the Bible told in a new format. Maybe you want to go home and look one of those up for yourself or your kids or your grandkids. Or yes, for yourself. I think that's right. Uh, this week I heard from another young man in the church who asked if I had ideas for him about a, a daily um, scripture or Bible reading app or podcast. Hmm, an app or a, bo- a podcast? yes. The old story told in a new way. And as it happens, when I was traveling in Germany last month, my uh, traveling partner was this other pastor, and he was using the Pray As You Go app, or the Pray As You Go podcast. And you've heard of it before. Every morning when we would wake up, he'd be playing it in the hotel room. It's these really smart-sounding English people. You know how they have that really, they just sound smarter? Um, Reading the scriptures and playing little snippets of hymns. It's lovely. It's 10 minutes long. I wonder if that's something you would want to add to your day or your routine this month. Just another example of the same idea, the way that we want to get at this treasure that God has for us, which is old and valuable, but that we need to have made into a form we can handle or receive or hear. So maybe the Praise You Go app will be a, a, a podcast you want to go and download today after the sermon. Here's a point that I want to make with you today. Because we have a faith that is old and ancient and time-tested, because we have that kind of faith, we also need it to be made new continually. It needs to be continually made new. That's probably what the Reformers meant when they said that the church is Reformed and always being Reformed or always in need of Reformed. There's an ongoing work of God in us. I don't think it's enough for us to think about our faith As if it was just your old grandma's closet with her sweaters. Those are good and um, and good artifacts, but what we seek is a living faith, a living faith, where we receive these old treasures, but we uh, we see God's work in making them real for us here and now. So in this parable of the kingdom, Jesus is showing us something important: that as we seek to grow in our faith or live as God's people in the world, we can't ignore the gifts of the past, but we need to find our own way. For today. I want to share with you a quote, a really good quote, from um, Hunter Farrell. He's a professor at, Prince, or at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. He's the previous um, director of world mission for the Presbyterian Church USA. He spent his career in the mission field in Latin America. He's an expert in his field. He's really continuing to help, our, help churches to connect to the wider world. And he shared this post online where, where it said this. Well, what did it say? This is what it said. You, can, you cannot soar to God on the wings of your ancestors. You cannot soar to God without the wings of your ancestors. Just take a look at that quote. You cannot soar to God without the wings of your ancestors. We need a heritage that comes from the folks who went before us in faith. But we cannot soar to God only on their wings. We need our own as well. I'm thinking this morning about our high school youth group who are away this weekend on, the, on a retreat. They call it the Love of God Retreat Log. And um, this group is this year is a little bit smaller than usual. I think as we come out of COVID, we see that a lot. A lot of our groups and our, and our activities are a little smaller than they used to be as people slowly get back. But I was talking to Carlo today, who came back early this morning from that retreat time. He said that this small group was really able to connect with each other, to share their lives, and to experience God in an intimate way. There's this historic Christian faith that we share, and it's being experienced by these teenagers right now in a real way that speaks to them. I heard the same thing a couple, a few weeks ago um, out of our women's retreat here in the church. There were about 50 PCLG women away on retreat for the weekend. But by Sunday morning, that group had gotten a little bit smaller because some folks had come for the day and they had gone home. And so then there on that Sunday morning at uh, time of the retreat, there was even more chance for sharing, for tears, for prayer to the God who is with us in everything. This is this old Christian faith being made real and new for the women of our church. I'm thinking about this famous scene from uh, the book, the novel, uh, Tender is the Night by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Remember hearing about Tender is the Night? And uh, one of the characters has returned again to a beloved French seaside town where he uh, had spent previous summers and enjoyed himself quite a bit. And on previous trips, he he had done this water skiing trip trick where he would roll where he'd be pulled by the beachfront as everybody watched and and the trick was he would have somebody standing on his shoulders while he went by and kind of buzzed to the beach wouldn't that be pretty cool it's pretty cool so in the novel he returns again to this same seaside town and tries to do this same trick again but now he's a little older and doesn't go well Uh, he's not able to pull off this uh water skiing marvel I don't think there's anything wrong with looking back on the past, on the good things that have come before, like a great water skiing adventure. But the trick of life, the trick of this life, is to keep moving forward, to find the treasure that God has in store for us in this season. Some of you here today are newer among us, newer in the life of our church, newer in this congregation and you're seeking to find your place, a place where you belong, the way you're meant to serve, what God has for you this season. Some of you are in a new season of your life after a loss of a loved one, a change in a job, a big move that you've made, and you're wondering, will God show up and show you the new thing that's ahead? The challenge for us here as a church, and maybe for you today, is twofold. First, to get to know the treasures of the past, to look for the best in them, to pass them on. This is one of the values we have as a church. It's up on the banners in our social hall. You can go and read them after the church, after, after worship. This is what one of them says. Pass on to successive generations the word of God through education and example so that we may demonstrate our discipleship in all aspects of daily life. We want to pass on the good of our tradition. We want to find a way as well to see what God is doing today, how God is leading us today, where God wants us to serve today, how we're meant to praise today, So here's the questions that I want to leave you with today. First, what are the old treasures of the faith for you? What are the old treasures? Those time-worn gifts from God that you have experienced or enjoyed over the years? Is it the Lord's Prayer or the Apostles' Creed? Is it the 23rd Psalm or a favorite hymn that we might sing on a Sunday morning? What is the old treasure you've received from your childhood or your youth or through the years? And then, what is the new treasure that God is showing you today? Where do you see God at work in your life in this season? Maybe you're no longer water skiing with somebody up on your shoulders, so what is your calling right now in this time and in this place and for this season of life? I want to make sure that as you leave this Reformation Sunday service today, you don't go away thinking that it's all about just stuff that happened 500 years ago. Living our faith and passing it on to each successive generation is a gift and a high calling we have from God. So I pray that you would receive the treasures that the Lord has in store for you today, the old and the new alike, because the church is reformed and always reforming. So God's work in us and through us goes on. May it be so for you. Amen.